0: Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Bios Check-In.
1: Hi everyone. Before we jump into it, we initially planned to dedicate this episode to Global Mental Health Day, which is October 10th. This is the 30th year. But as we recorded, we also decided to keep it real. As we said many times, we are not mental health professionals and we were not adding much value to the conversation, no matter how much we care and how important it is in the workplace and in general.
0: This year's theme is Make Mental Health a Global Priority. The United Nations, the World Health Organization, and the U.S. Department of Labor each have incredible resources on their websites about individuals that are affected, how their loved ones, how their co-workers, and how employers can help. But we will link a few of those into our social media. Please add any that we might have
1: overlooked. But with that, what are we actually checking in with this week? Last Thursday, October 6th, President Biden announced that he would pardon all offenses of simple marijuana possession at the federal level. And he called for A, for governors and local authorities to do the same at the state level, and B, for federal laws to be reviewed in what is both the biggest federal drug policy action the US has seen since Reagan. And the source of plenty of choice memes on the fulfillment of the Republicans' Dank Brandon theory. I'm sorry, the what theory? The Dank Brandon theory or prophecy. You know about the whole let's go Brandon thing to like express criticism of Biden Mm -hmm. and the weird take on memes. So now it has evolved into this theory that basically President Biden is also a huge pothead. Again, allegedly, I'm just reporting the theory. This is not representing the opinions of this podcast. And that he only allegedly smokes really high quality weed, hence the dank. But the memes are funny, kinda.
0: Okay, that's stupid. Moving on. Great decision. Weed has been legalized in many states now, just not at the federal level. But to give you an idea, the market is valued at $10.8 billion in 2021, and it's expected to expand in a compound annual growth rate of 14.9% from 2022 to 2030. And when it started to be decriminalized first and legalized in states like Washington and Oregon and now 37 states. Uh, many pointed out that the industry was predominantly white. Males, um, while some any of those with weed convictions, are not white men, but especially black. The pardon will potentially affect tens of thousands of individuals if the states go with it too. Um, but yeah.
1: And Biden did acknowledge the very racialized history of cannabis in the United States. In a tweet, he said that sending people to jail for possessing marijuana has appended too many lives for conduct that now it's legal in many states. And he also included a promise to reevaluate how cannabis is classified on the federal level. Right now, it's a Schedule 1 substance, like heroin and LSD, so the highest possible schedule. For reference, things like cocaine, meth are scheduled too. And if there's any psychopharmacology expert listening, by the way, I would love to have an episode on the actual impact of substances on work life. But that's just an aside. According to the ACLU, 52% of cannabis arrests in the past decade were not drug kingpins or hardened criminals but individuals with exactly the charges that Biden is forgiving. Small amounts in possession for personal use.
0: And while there's no evidence of different use between white and black people, the latter are four times more likely to get arrested for possession on a national average. In some states, the ratio goes as high as 7.5 to 10 times more likely to lead to arrest for a black user rather than a white one. There's a great report that goes into a lot more detail for anyone who wants to read more. Um, The ACLU research report is called A Tale of Two Countries, Racially Targeted Arrest in the Era of Marijuana Reform.
1: And the thing that is very important to note in the U.S. context is that convicted felons lose several rights, from voting to employment, depending on their state of residence. Um, While some of these rights might be restored over time, some of them are lost forever. So throughout the United States, some of the general rights that convicted felons lose, again, varying state by state, are voting, being able to get a passport, so traveling abroad, the right to bear arms or own guns, the right to be eligible for jury service, public social benefits, housing programs, um, parental benefits, so having uh, custody of your kids, and employment in certain fields. For example, at the federal level, an employer is not allowed to use a prior conviction as a reason not to hire someone unless the crime directly relates to the job. These include, for example, public positions and employment with the armed forces, law enforcement agencies... Teachers, childcare professionals, or many jobs that require a professional license. At the state level, however, employment rights can look a little bit different. Employers are allowed to consider a convicted felon's criminal history when they decide whether or not to hire them. And many private employers do conduct background checks and can choose not to hire based on what they find. They are 100% allowed to discriminate in this way, but it is not a requirement, so they have some leeway.
0: Okay, so we have a bit of historical context, Um, bringing it to today. According to the 2022 Gallup survey, approximately 64% of U.S. adults were familiar with CBD and CBD products. And as per the single-care survey, in 2020, approximately one-third of Americans used recreational CBD products, the cannabis derivative, which does not have psychoactive effects, for those that are not familiar. Um, Despite the recreational products being more and more common with legalization and becoming more part of popular culture and discourse, As of 2021, about 78% of the total U.S. wheat market was still comprised of medical-grade products, which still require a medical ID, a diagnosis, and a whole lot of hoops to jump through for that high. Um, Now that we have that picture, why do we care
1: about this on a work podcast? For oh so many reasons. The silly one being that as a DC transplant, I have now taken on the official city hobby of unwarranted political commentary. Please bear
0: us. We have CNN for that.
1: But as I was getting to, there are also a lot of many, many other more serious implications for the workplace and the workforce. Keeping the partisan politics out of it as much as possible, my understanding is that ideally... Over the next years, Biden's pardon and efforts to either change the schedule classification or deschedule and federally make cannabis and derivatives legal might basically just create new employees for the US market, which is a great response to the current challenges of quitting, the push for unions in skilled trades, the lack of workers willing to take certain jobs, as well as again strengthen the. U.S. cannabis market.
0: Now, this is because criminal records have an impact on hiring practices. A pardon is not going to expunge or erase the possession charges, but it is a first step towards correcting the inequity, rehabilitating individuals who today would simply not be charged the same way for the same practice in a majority of the U.S. Also in the U.S., A criminal record or criminal history is a a list of your contacts with the criminal justice system. This includes contact with law enforcement agencies and the courts and may include arrests, detentions, convictions, and more. There are two levels at which an individual or an employer can check a criminal record. The FBI has a rap sheet at the federal level and there's a state-by-state level one, which is somewhat weird or counterintuitive just because it's not a science and we're also not criminal justice lawyers or experts, but if true crime documentaries have taught us something, it is that it's possible for someone to have a record in different states or state-level arrest, warrants, and somehow when that person moves to another state, those records don't always follow them, or they have to do a little more digging to find them. But most commonly, checks are ran by private companies that provide criminal history reports, which can be at either or both levels. And you know, like the ones that employers do when they run a background check before completing the hiring process.
1: Now, we talked about federal-level employment and what limitations having a record might bring there. At the state level and in private industry, again, there's going to be a lot of variation. But right now, many companies have a complete no-tolerance policy. Others might accept only certain kinds of offenses, drawing the line for example at violent offenses or offenses that had that resulted in say murder it is also very worth noting that there are amazing institutions who do work with previously incarcerated individuals to help them find employment and they work to advocate with potential employers on the individual's behalf to take some of the stigma away so quick shout out to our friend Joycey and their co-workers who have been serving the Chicagoland area. The short of it is getting a crime pardoned, if that was an individual's only offense, is a really good first step to reset the scales and make rehabilitation and re entry into society just a little bit easier.
0: After the announcement, lawyers are still figuring out what exactly this means. Uh, but... Not all hope is lost. A lot of bigger U.S. companies do hire previously incarcerated people, including Tesla, Walmart, Verizon, Comcast, AT&T, McDonald's, Starbucks, Microsoft, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Google, Delta, and American Airlines. The position and initial role might be influenced by the charges and the state laws that we mentioned, but hey.
1: You have a lot of companies. And that is so important when you consider that we also haven't touched on this statistic, that one in three Americans have a criminal history of some kind. So the numbers add up pretty quickly.
0: And some are claiming that Biden is only doing this because of the midterms coming up in a couple of weeks. To be honest, we don't think so. But what of it? The move is coming way too late for those who are getting pardoned to be able to get their voting rights back.
1: And no matter what, it does look like a positive change. Agreed. It was one of the campaign promises. Well, the promise was the full legalization. This might be a first step towards it. The next interesting thing to follow will be seeing how many individuals are affected by this pardon if the states follow. And how they're supported in re-entering the workforce and society. As well as if employers, in an effort to find more workers, might also loosen their requirements in the private sector. If we're going to see full legalization or decriminalization at the federal level, the next step that's going to be very interesting for IOs, HR departments and the world of work is going to be that What are we going to do about it? Right now, a lot of companies have drug tests, restrictions. How are those policies going to be impacted?
0: And for that last part, for those of us who have voting rights in the U.S., we are less than a month out from a seriously underwhelming election. But as a reminder, to check on your voting registration status, Many states allow same-day registration at the polls. So even if you just moved or the official registration deadline has passed in your area, there are still ways to be involved. If you're not sure if you and your loved ones are registered, you can check online at vote.org. Am I registered to
1: vote? They promise it only takes 30 seconds to check. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you're happy about this new development. What do you think it means for your workplace? Whether you're registered to vote or if this was your reminder. And slide into our DMs with your stories. You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter at Podcast. You can send us an email at biascheckin at gmail.com. As always, we welcome voice notes on anchor.fm. And we haven't completely ruled out a sponsorship from the cannabis industry quite yet. So if you work in that industry or any else, reach out on Anchor.fm as well for our sponsorship.
0: We'll see you in the next one. Bye.
1: Bye, everyone.